get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games It is Brady Oliveira's world, and the rest of us, we're just living in it. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers wrap up the 2023 regular season with a decisive 36-13 victory in Calgary against the Stampeders. Now a playoff bye ahead of the West Division Final. It will be at the Madhouse on Matheson, IG Field, on November 11th. That Jets game has been bumped. It's going to be a super sports Saturday in Southern Manitoba. Can't wait for that. We will get you set. Well, not only with a pregame show uh, ahead of that game, but here on Game Day After Dark, Winnipeg's postgame show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Good to see everybody in the live chat. Let's bring in the man, the myth, the true legend, Zach Schnitzer, Winnipeg Blue Bombers super fan. He bleeds blue and gold. I breathe blue and gold. So let's get into it. Uh, one final time this regular season, Schnitzi, how you feeling after a, a decisive win? I would say maybe a moment or two amongst fans of uh, anxiety, nervousness creeping in in that game. Well, yeah, I, I thought the bonfire burning point would be that Cole Tucker touchdown where he eluded a couple tacklers and, and Calgary takes the lead after doing nothing in the first half. Jake Mayer was garbage in the first half. What was he? Two of eight for 42 yards. I mean, my goodness, missing guys left and right. Then Calgary takes the lead. And I, you know, I know it's, this is basically, you know, preseason or postseason, not postseason, preseason game. It's a tune-up, it tune right? Just like it's the preseason. Yeah. Sure, sure. A post preseason. I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, but you still want to win the game, right? You still want to win the game, especially when you were dominating time of possession. I think we had 65 offensive plays to there, 30, 35 or something, 62 to 35. It's crazy. But then that catch by Rashid Bailey. Sheed, flight 88. I love it. I love it. How about Drew Brown? Downtown Drew Brown. Like, look at this guy. Drew Brown is not going to be with the Bobbers next year. Ugh. We'll get into that uh, oh as, as well as all of our usual segments here on game day after dark Walby's warrior Westwood's wide to the right. We will have our bonfire burning point, the happy honker award. We'll hand out our game balls. Uh, I want to talk about Brady Oliveira against Chad Kelly, which I mean, for my dollar, uh, I, I would put a lot down on uh, those two players emerging from the East and West division, respectively. Yeah. We'll uh, get a look at a little bit more of the stats and, and uh, maybe more importantly, talk about the strategy the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will employ going into this playoff by and into the West division final against either the BC Lions or the Calgary Stampeders. They'll play in the West division semi in one week's time, Saturday. Uh, yeah, so eight eight days time, whatever it, it, it may be. Um, also want to talk about uh, Dakota Prukop and Drew Brown, as you mentioned. Uh, Drew Brown's contract expiring this coming off season, or is he s at least is set to expire? Will he re-sign with Winnipeg? Will he get a Brinks truck backed up to his uh, condominium apartment uh, rental house here in Winnipeg? Uh, who knows? 
could happen. I think it will. Uh, we'll talk about all that as well as your questions and comments on the Bonfire Hotline, 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477. Uh, standard message rate supply, all that good stuff. Hit the uh, comments right now, guys. Uh, would love to hear your uh, thoughts on the game. And first and foremost, Schnitzi, I know you've done it already. Hit the thumbs up. Real easy to do. And if you haven't signed up for YouTube, that's also super, super easy to do. Uh, just, uh, yeah, sign in, create an account, uh, get a Gmail, or I think you use your Hotmail or whatever. Uh, but uh, go Hotmail, ahead and do that. no, DB, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're anti-Hotmail. I am. I'm, I'm trying it's to... It's not Hotmail. I'm trying to, um, uh, you know, ease my my hate on Hotmail, okay? Because uh, yeah. my my good buddy, Mitch, who's uh, who's watching right now, what's going on, Mitch? Uh, hey, Mitch. Cousin Mitch, he um he's still got a hotmail. He's still rocking it. Does he actually? He's older than me by a week. But yeah, he's he's still got it. To call um, it cold mail, like who has hotmail anymore? Like I have a hotmail. I haven't looked at it in fifteen years. I bet you there's. I probably <laughs> missed out on millions of dollars of uh, opportunities, job options, job opportunities, or people just giving me money, and I just walked away <laughs> from hotmail, <laughs> losing yeah. it. You, you didn't have like a uh, Nigerian prince offering you $46 million USD? Just for nothing. Just, 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 just if I married him and. No, all you got to do is send him, uh, send him your account number, right? That's all you got to do. Yeah. And yeah, hit this my link. Social insurance number. Hit, hit this link. Uh, they'll, they'll set you up. Uh, Okay, so I mean, this game, 36-13, Bombers win, as you see on your screen, uh, 14-4 to finish the regular season. A good season overall for Winnipeg. Uh, the losses this year, I don't think, you know, th there's the one glaring one that people will be talking about going into the West semifinal as well as potentially the West final, and that's that 30-6 to loss at home back Week three, June 22nd, uh, to drop the Bombers to two and one on the season. They then lost in overtime. The crumback that you, nobody yes. else, you Zach Schnitzer coined the crumback. Yes, uh, that was a 31-28 loss. Uh, they then ripped off a whole pile of wins in a row before losing two of three. And that was um, the Labor Day Classic in yeah. overtime, 30-32 to the playoffless head coachless now Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh and then a loss uh 2 weeks later um in Hamilton 29-23 uh to the Tie Cats uh but then finishing strong with uh four straight wins including tonight's win in Calgary Drew Brown I look for for those bonfire starter OGs you know you've been talking about it because you, like I'll say it for you you, you knew about it a long time ago you're a modest, you're a modest man. Mm, you sometimes. have been talking up Drew Brown forever. Even before you became a Ticats bandwagon fan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Drew Brown. You love some Drew Brown. You said he's going to be a starter in this league for a long time, Darren. For a couple of years at least. And it's going to happen. I mean, you're you're absolutely, you nailed it. It's, it's been about a year happen. and a half. Been about a year and a half. It's going to happen. It's that. just a question of which team. We'll talk about it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Brown was 76% passing 278 yards. Like he nearly threw for 300 and he didn't even play every snap. Uh, Dakota Prukop, uh, was in there for at least eight pass plays and, uh, nine of his own rush plays, but then, uh, some others where he handed the ball off as well. So Drew Brown nearly hits 300 yards, 
two touchdowns, yeah. no interceptions. Uh, I tweeted this uh, just a, a little while ago, Schnitzy, uh, and that is uh, Drew Brown's um, numbers for the 2023 season. He was 62 of 89 passing. That's just under 70%, okay? 983 yards, nine touchdowns, no picks. Ran for about 30 yards on a handful of, of you know, broken play carries, that sort of thing. 70%, just under a thousand yards. And the guy didn't like play a ton of games. He had a couple starts, including this one in Calgary, but like really games that he's appeared in one, two, three, four, five. Uh, you know what? Four games where he threw more than two passes. Yeah. And he threw for a thousand yards, no picks, yeah. no picks, nine touchdowns. Like you're telling me in the CFL, a quarterback league that somebody, frankly, I think it'll be two or three teams will definitely offer Drew Brown a multi six figure deal yeah. by multi six figure. Of course, I don't mean a million dollars you know, multi plus six figure. Like, I mean, he is going to get offered 300, $400,000. Yeah. It's going totally. to happen. And look, if, if Nick Arbuckle can get the money he got in his last deal, if uh, Cody Fajardo continues to get that starter money, if, um, you know, Dane Evans uh, is getting paid a lot of money to be a backup and BC can afford it because they're not particularly paying Vernon Adams Jr. a lot of money. So that's kind of offset. Somebody is going to pay Drew Brown. And I can't imagine Winnipeg can compete with that, especially if they're paying Rashid Bailey and Dembski and Oliveira. I mean, these guys are under contract, but uh, Willie Jefferson and all of Shown. them. Yeah, Shown, Shown is going to get paid. Jeff, you know, I mean, you know who else is going to get paid? Evan Holm is going to get yeah. paid. That guy's going to be yeah. an all-star, league-wide yeah. all-star at uh, halfback. Look, but D where, where do you see him? Where do you see him going? Schnitzi? I was just going to say, you take away Chad Kelly in Toronto, who who's probably going to win the MOP. Not that he should. Now I want to debate that here. He will. I bet you he'll win it, but well, we can let's, talk we're going to talk later. about that next. Yes. But dude, aside from Chad Kelly and the Toronto Argonauts, you name a team that wouldn't take Drew Brown right now. Like who's not going to maybe be like, I would take Drew Brown over Vernon Adams. Based on what I've seen, he is so poised in the pocket. He's, Look, he's yeah, I, honestly, no, I, he I just poised. He throws a, he throws a nice ball. He lets his receivers go and make, he throws on the run. He, he can run the ball. He throws it good deep. He throws a good short game. Like he's Look, got the, all the tools. The BC lions are a good football team. And it's because of Vernon Adams jr. That they're a good football team. Is he the most consistent quarterback? No, but do we like, at least you know what you have, right? Like the the evil you know sort of thing. That's the old cliche. But Well, he sure didn't look good in the last game against Calgary in the first half. He you, got pulled. He was garbage. You can't tell me Drew Brown is the third best quarterback in the CFL. That's not fair. Well, who who's... Yeah, I think he might be, Darren. Like, I, I think he might be. I, I can't say for sure. 
I'll, I'll stop short of that, but uh, would love to hear your thoughts in the comments, everybody. Uh, great to see uh, Jason and Corey and uh, Jake Slobodian. Good to see you. Haven't seen you there either. Comet and Waka Waka. Thanks for the love in the comments, uh, not just in the live chat, but in the comments on the last couple videos. Appreciate you, Fozzy Bear. Waka Waka. Good to see you. Uh, waiters. Um, yeah, Mitch is there and and uh, James and, and Phyllis. And uh, of course, Sandy, I know you're there. You're, you're always giving us love. Appreciate you and love you too. Uh, Turk and uh, Friesen. Hey. Thanks for uh, everybody, uh, Sasha, Friesen, um, people that have been given the, the super chats. Uh, really appreciate that. Walby says, thank you for the birthday drinks. Um, yeah, I but, think, but Darren, yeah, Darren, I think, let, let me, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let go. me go here. I'm fired up. Vernon fired Adams. Up. Yeah. They're, they're not gonna, Vernon Adams is not going anywhere, but I would honestly, if I was starting a team and I couldn't take Zach Kolaris or Chad Kelly, I'd, I'd take Drew Brown. If I was starting a team and I needed a quarterback, so look at Edmonton. You've got Trey Ford. Well, he he hasn't proven himself as a passer. Uh, I think I think uh, Drew Brown has proven proven himself more than Trey Ford. Jake Mayer. I I just want to say it right now. I think Jake Mayer is garbage. Like I, I like I know that's harsh, but two of eight for forty two yards. You're trying to tune up for the playoffs. You got a big road playoff game against BC next week. Two of eight for forty two yards. He was missing guys. I don't care about the conditions. The conditions didn't seem to bother Drew Brown. And Tommy Stevens ain't, ain't going to be the. Left and right. Tommy Stevens Tommy ain't going to be the. Can't throw the football. Even. He, like, he's not throw. going to be the guy in Calgary. No, it's not happening. Yeah. But so I, I think Calgary would be smart to take a look at Drew Brown, Saskatchewan. I'm like they've got Trevor Harris, but Trevor Harris, you know, he can play well, but um, you kind of know what you're going to get with Trevor Harris. Uh, a lot of yards when healthy. A lot of yards, but not a lot of touchdowns, not a lot of wins potentially. And then you go to the East Division. Cody Fajardo? Are you kidding me? I would take Drew Brown over over Cody Fajardo. And Cody Fajardo has thirteen touchdowns and twelve picks, or something like that. Like, yeah. give me a break. Ottawa. Jeremiah Masoli can't stay healthy. Dustin Crum does not scare anybody. I know he's had a couple of good games here and there. He can run the ball, but he can't pass the ball like you need to pass in the CFL. And then Hamilton, I don't know what you have. And I think, like you've said before, Taylor Powell is probably the best one of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, but I, Drew Brown, I'd take over Taylor Powell too. So I, I don't know, man. Like, maybe I'm jumping on the bandwagon. But no, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. Like, you you, you built the bandwagon. You jumped on it. You're <laughs> driving put, the bandwagon. I just put wheels on it, man. I just you started wheels, pushing it like, down the road. Uh, Drew Brown, like... 278 yards and two touchdowns 13 completions like what's that 15 yards of completion like that's crazy yeah 158.3 efficient like perfect efficiency rating and a like, large of 68 a large and that passed to now i know bailey made a play on it right but that was a tight window mm -hmm. i was. think i i i think drew brown's gonna get paid and i think Seven CFL teams would be stupid not to look at him very, very carefully. Yeah, uh, I, I, I hear you. I'll, I'll walk through scenarios, okay? BC, it, it, it's not going to be BC because... No, it's not going to be BC. Uh, they're they're going to stick with, with what's working, right? And they've got two capable quarterbacks there. And Vernon Adams Jr., frankly, is still, but I would say was a favorite for... West Division MOP uh, up until recently, and he's still in the conversation, okay? I don't think he'll beat Brady, but he is in that conversation. 
Um, in Calgary, yes, absolutely. Drew Brown is an option to go there. And I know that's, that's Zach, where, where you feel he will end up. Uh, I'm not Ed, sure if he will. I'm just saying they were playing them and then it's just like, yep. it was a talking no, I mean, point. come on. Jake Mayer struggled now for a year and a half. He got pulled yeah. in the playoffs last year. We'll see how he does. Look, playoffs erase everything, right? If, if he's able to to go into BC and, and knock the socks off uh, the, the BC Lions and, and punch a ticket to the West Final, if he's able to do something in the West Final, things can change quickly in that sense. Uh, yeah. Memories are short. However, um, yeah, so option in Calgary. Edmonton, it looks like it's Trey Ford's team. And that said, Chris Jones has done stranger things. We know he likes his Americans. Um, so maybe that's a possibility. Trey Ford's not getting paid a lot of money. You could afford to pay Drew Brown a stack for a year or two because it would be a, a three-year rookie deal for um, for Trey Ford. Well, yeah, so that would mean he's actually only got one year left. So uh, you could make that decision after a year um, on the direction you want to go. Saskatchewan, they have a general manager. They have Trevor Harris. They have Mason Fine. They have Jake Dolagala. They don't have a head coach. Now, a head coach can come in and say, I want this guy. It's possible. I don't think it's a likelihood. Winnipeg, obviously, they're paying the best quarterback in the CFL. Um, and I just don't know if they can afford Zach Kolaris, Andrew Brown in auto in Ottawa, Dustin Crum is their most outstanding rookie nominee. However, he was not able to help their to what did they lose? 10 of their final 12 games. Uh, they're probably going to have a new head coach. I'm not sure, you know, Bobby Dice, I, I talked about it a, a few weeks ago. I think I would give him another year because it was a pretty tumultuous year losing uh, Jeremiah Masoli so early. I thought Jeremiah Masoli was going to be the CFL passing leader in 2023. I thought he was going to be an MOP candidate. Um, so again, possible, but I don't know if it's a likelihood Drew Brown would end up in Ottawa. Hamilton, I don't see that happening either, uh, just because of the uh, potential Taylor Powell has shown. And uh, I mean, Bo could be back next year even. So that's a, that's a busy quarterback room as well. Uh, let alone Matthew Schiltz, uh, Montreal, they have Cody Fajardo. I see Montreal as a possibility. Yeah. And Toronto. No, I don't think uh, Toronto is, is going to be the spot. Chad Kelly is their, their present and future. So, um, did I miss anybody? I don't think so. No, no I think you got everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, could be Calgary, could be SAS, could be Ottawa, could be Montreal. We'll see, but somebody is going to pay Drew Brown. Uh, he might even shock everybody and uh, and sign somewhere. Um, that's uh, you know not what we expect. Who knows? Maybe he'll give him again an NFL look. How old is he? He's twenty six. Uh, he's pretty young. Give me a sec here. Where's Gregory? Gregory would know. Gregory would know. He's twenty. Do you know? Uh, yeah. So he's twenty six, and he would be. He would be. He turns twenty seven in March. So young. he would be 27 years old going into training camp in the NFL. I, I don't see that happening. If I were the Chicago bears, I'd look at him. Like who do they <laughs> have at quarterback? Honest <laughs> to God, they had some random guy yeah. uh, last game from a division two. Like why not take drew Brown? I like drew this Brown question. Can play baby. Drew I like Brown this question. Pray, play yes, and can. pray. Maybe he so, prays too. I don't know. 
I've been cutting you off a lot tonight, Zach. I'm sorry. No, I've been cutting you a lot, uh, a lot. No, I'll off, cut you off, off a lot. I'll I've cut been cu cutting you off a lot. Well, as long as you're not doing it on the streets, man. Drive safe. Good gracious. Oh out there. yeah, uh, no, seriously. The I'm sure I'm like many Winnipeggers, where even though I have my winter tires on, thugonomics. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I like uh, it though. Yeah. I have. Did you did you have like a Winnipeg winter driving moment today, where you were like stopping casually, and you're like, oh wait, I'm slipping. It's I was icy out there. Holy. I had a Winnipeg uh, onset of winter driving moment doing a U-turn on Portage Avenue today. Ooh. It was a legal U-turn. Yeah, it was a legal U-turn. Ballsy, um, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible outside. I mean, it could be worse. could it be Calgary. Could be way worse. Uh, yeah, like... But uh, everybody about, be safe. It, Drive safe. The snow, the snow stopped, though. It started and then it stopped. Right. Yeah, unlike the Winnipeg Blue Bombers... They do not stop. Uh, no. Really impressive the way they were in second halves this season. Uh, uh, incredible strength of them is the way that, you know, it doesn't matter who's in the game. It doesn't matter what the score is. They could be way up, way down. That 12 play drive that went 80 plus yards late in the game, like, uh, you know, Suter and, um, and, and Dusty mentioned it on the broadcast. Like, oh, there you go again. Once again, it's another... Uh, clock draining drive like just absolutely dominant uh don't do that don't do that <laughs> i won't do it uh, so dakota prukop did, uh, did get a little bit of work today schnitzi um yeah and i think that was okay you know i had a quick back and forth with uh doug brown on twitter about it because he's like and he's right. I'm not, I didn't disagree with him, but just kind of had that conversation. He said, you know, I don't think Dakota Prukop is going to be any sort of passing threat. And I agree, but the threat of a pass is legit. And the Bombers love to run short yardage, love to run uh, that catch you off guard first and 10 after a short yardage Dakota Prukop, uh, you know, dive play. And I know it bit them in the ass in the Grey Cup. Okay, sure he was 0-2 and he threw that pick in the fourth quarter that... Uh, you know, Toronto didn't score off of, but it came right after an Argos score that brought them within a, a one score game uh, at that point when, when Prukup threw that pick, it changed the, it, it changed the, uh, the, the, you know, the landscape the of that game. Of the game. The complexion. Thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. Your Not complexion. that I have a good complexion. Well, no. I want to Daddy, talk about your face is full of red dots. I'm no, like, it's not. Darling. You are at the mercy of a mediocre webcam, and that is not fair. Well, it is fair because it's my webcam and I could. Yeah, I know. But, you know, we, you know, I, we'll, we'll get you straightened out. We'll get yeah. you straightened out. Uh, Walby's Warrior, Westwood's Wide to the Right, Bonfire Burning Point, Happy Honker, Game Balls. Hit up the live chat, everybody. I want to know who you like uh, for each of these. So Schnitzi, let's get into our uh, weekly special segments, Walby's warrior tonight, the man, the player, uh, or even the coach that uh, put it all on the line and was deserving of 63's namesake tonight. Well, you know what? For the first time this year, I'm going to give my Walby's warrior to a special teams player and that's Sergio Castillo, Darren. He was five for five in really difficult, inclement weather, including his first field goal, which was a 
51 yarder when that snow was really coming down you saw Paredes miss an easy one and uh Castillo didn't. He looked like a vintage Grey Cup Castillo from 2001. He was good. Where he, where he should have been the most outstanding player of that Grey Cup. Mm-hmm. He was unbelievable tonight. He hit all his extra points, five for five, including a 50, a large, a large of 51 yards right off the bat to, to set the tone. Um, large. I just loved, I loved what Castillo did and just confident and uh, poised and effective. Loved yep. it. Uh, I like it. I like that. That's a good pick for uh, your Walby's Warrior tonight. My Walby's Warrior, I am going to go with Rashid Bailey yeah. for the extra effort on top of the extra effort in being so sharp to know that that ball was going to change direction. He saw those two Calgary Stampeders defenders converge on the ball. He identified it, knew that the ball was going to go a different direction. When you're a receiver in that spot, you have there's little to nothing you can do because both of those defenders are in front of you and they're in front of him by a, a good amount, a yard or two, right? Uh, there's nothing that he can do other than, well, okay, if they pick it off, I better track him down and, and, and tackle him. Uh, but he stayed sharp. He stayed really mindful of where the ball could go made the reception, turned up field, broke tackles, ran into his own guy, I think, right? I think he ran over uh, uh, Raffy Alston. Is it Raffy <laughs> Alston? Uh, and then lurched for the touchdown. Huge effort. The guy is always putting it all on the line. Uh, looked to get a little bit snagged up uh, tonight. Uh, grabbed his right buttocks hamstring area yeah that was concerning yeah but he's my Walby's warrior um you know you, you hope that he's okay uh, I'll, I'll say this about the injury zach uh is sometimes players you know pull a hamstring strain a hamstring um you know strain a muscle whatever and oh hamstring injury it's gonna be a month you know could be three six weeks sometimes longer uh it you never ever know how bad it is until you know how bad it is. So it would be pure speculation right now to say he'll be good to go for the West final. It would be pure speculate speculation right now to say he is going to miss a significant period of time. Uh, but when he suffered that and you saw the look on his face, I didn't see complete despair. I did see, um, you know, that it's like, Holy crap. I, I pulled something right. Or I, I, you know, hurt something. So Fingers crossed, hoping for the best for Rashid Bailey. Uh, he has some time to rest up. We're looking at 14 days until the West Final on Saturday, November 11th. Isn't it crazy that Rashid Bailey is like our number four receiver? Like, how deep are you when Rashid Bailey is your number four receiver? It's crazy. It is crazy. Like, did you crazy. see what he did on that play? Mm-hmm. That Let was, alone the that blocking he does. Yeah. Off the tip drill, he catches it. Dog. Like you said, stays mindful and then stays mindful. It catches the ball and then breaks tackles left and right. Like dog, what an unbelievable catch! It's what the and, kids and call run. a dog. A dog. He a is dog. an absolute dog. There is his stat line tonight: two catches on three targets, eighty-one yards, sixty-eight being his large tonight. His large, and pulled in that touchdown as well. How about? Yeah. 
Uh, three second down conversions for Drew Wolitarski playing yeah. the slot back spot tonight. Uh, he's good in the slot. Yes, he is a he's a dang good player. I really wonder, you know, if Brendan O'Leary Orange, who I'll, I'll just I'll just say it now. I'll give him my happy honker award because scores his first touchdown say. scores his first yeah. touchdown <laughs> you were gonna say don't forget the horn db yeah like where's where's the horn you can't do it without the horn but then he has that slip in the end zone to kind of you know, know uh it was a funny moment that was my happy honker tonight uh, i'll let you think about yours while i finish my thought on drew olatarski uh 71 yards receiving and playing a different position he can play pretty much everywhere is the future Brennan O'Leary orange at the Z receiver spot. And then Wolitarski and Dembski in the slot with three Canadian receivers starting for the blue bombers. RCAF Winnipeg Canadian air force. Is that what you're calling for DB? What, Interesting. What don't I, what am I missing? No, you're not missing anything. I'm saying that's pretty cool. The call for three Canadian receivers, Canadian Air Force. Oh, I got you now. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, woo, woo, hair I got, trim. I got you now. I got you now. Uh, yeah, Gregory Liverpool mentioning uh, the Navy SEAL. Got to catch four, eight that yards. Was awesome. uh, he was my vote for most outstanding rookie. Uh, gave Jam Sheehan uh, my secondary vote. Um, do you got a do you got a happy honker, Schnitzi? Well, I got one off the board a little <laughs> bit here. Um there was there in the first half, uh Jake Mayer got sacked by Tanner Schmeckel. He got schmeckled. Mm, you like that. And then uh one of our listeners, his name is Reed Cote, he found me on Facebook and said, Zach, you know what schmeckel means in Yiddish, which is of course the uh, uh, European Jewish language, or one of them, and mm-hmm. uh, Schmeckel. Let's just say it's a diminutive uh, term, a diminutive uh, of schmuck. And if you know what schmuck means, then you know what Schmeckel means, and you know how happy that made me. And I didn't mean it that way, but anyway, I love I, it. I've been, I've been called that. Yeah, I've been you, called you, that. I haven't called you that though. I would. You haven't, and you've never been called that. But I've been called that. I've never. Oh, my dad called me a schmuck all the time. <laughs> never a schmeckle. He wasn't that mean, but yeah, schmeckle. So schmeckle is worse than schmuck. Well, yeah, because it's a diminutive of of schmuck. Okay. So it's you know you're. I won't. I you know what I I won't say more. Yeah. I, this is. Yeah. Uh, I don't we'll leave it trouble we'll, here. We'll leave it there. We'll but anyway, <laughs> I thought uh I love that. I I just love that from Reed. So shout out to you, buddy. And uh that made my night. But I, I did appreciate how Schmeckel was in there. He feels like a family member of mine, Schnitzer, Schmeckel. We're probably from the same town in Russia way back in the day. Um yeah, just just love the Schmeckels. I I just love you know. I hope Schmeckel stays on in the lineup, and he Schmeckels uh, Vernon Adams or Jake Mayer again in the Western Final. You, uh, there's a Tanner, no, it's Tanner Schmeckel, and then you're obviously Zach Schnitzer, and then there is yeah. a Tommy, Tom Schnitzler, Sh- Tom Schnitzler, yeah. Uh, Yes. On Hamilton. Right. And I think he was with 
uh, Ed, or Saskatchewan before that. He's a, he's a former Saskatoon Hilltops uh, fullback uh, playing now in the CFL. So that I thought that was your guy. Well, he's closer to me, but but I like Schmeckel now better. I, Schmeckel's my guy. He plays for my team. I just uh, just love love the Schmeckel. Love it, yeah, and a, a big big hit, big big play. Tonight. A big hit for a diminutive term, right? Yeah, but yeah. Um, I I <laughs> I really have something to say about Brady Oliveira and uh, Chad Kelly. Okay. Okay, and, let's go. Well. Or do you want to wait? We'll get into Westwood's wide to the right, the bonfire right, burning point, right. the game balls a little bit later. Um, and you guys can hit the live chat right now after you hit the thumbs up and subscribe if you haven't. Like, good gracious, you know? Or at least, even if you're watching, but if you're listening, subscribe on your podcast app as well. You can find us, Bonfire Sports Winnipeg. Uh, search those terms, bonfiresports.ca. How easy is that? You'll find a link to your uh, favorite um, podcast app and really everything else there uh, as well. Oh, Gerald Wilson. I work with Tanner Schmeckel's brother. No way. So it's the Schmeckel Jr. Well, Schmecker. little brother. Schmecker. That'd be Schmeckel double diminutive. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The CFL's most outstanding player award is awarded as such. Every media market, every market, there are four media voters and the head coach. That's five votes in each market. They nominate one player in each of those MO categories. Okay. I don't need to go through them, but MOP, most outstanding Canadian rookie, special teams player, offensive line, defensive player, etc. Okay. I think that was all. You anyway, just named all of them. Yeah, I won't name all of them, but here they all are. Here they yeah, are. That's that's typical of, of me. Uh, there's me being a, a schmuckle. Um, <laughs> schmuckle? No. Schmeckle. You're a schmeckle. schmuckle. No, I don't know what a schmuckle is. It's just a sh I'm just a schmuck. Anyway, um, so one nominee in each of those categories from each team. The ballot arrived in my email inbox today for the second round of voting. And that is West division nominees in each of those categories. We can only select players that were nominated out of their team. So for example, I cannot nominate, um, uh, Cam judge as most outstanding, um, player. Because Reggie Bagleton was the most outstanding player nominee for the Calgary Stampeders. Cam Judge, I can only vote him as most outstanding Canadian because that's what he was nominated for with the Calgary Stampeders. I won't be voting for him because of the season Brady Oliveira had that uh, um, uh, Matthew Betts had uh, in BC. But that's how it works. So I will send in my ballot. Deadline is, is Sunday night uh, for West Division. M.O. Awards and West Division All-Stars, okay? Same thing happens in the East. Eastern voters, four media members in each market, plus the head coach of each East Division team, they will all vote on most outstanding players in each of those categories for the East Division and East Division All-Stars, okay? Then the next round of voting 
is for the league awards, the most outstanding player in the CFL. And the only players we can choose are the ones that emerge through that second round from the East and from the West. So in the West, most outstanding player, it's going to come down to Brady Oliveira and Vernon Adams Jr. And I am a firm belief that Vernon Adams Jr. will not edge out Brady Oliveira in the West. Okay. Matthew Betts is going to put up a real fight against Brady Oliveira for most outstanding Canadian. It's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. But West Division voters vote on that. Coming out of the East, no doubt it's going to be Chad Kelly. Okay. And I mean, East Division, most outstanding Canadian, it could be a, a couple different guys. Marc Antoine Decroix, safety of the Montreal Alouettes, is, is the one that's jumping out to me right now. Um, either way, when it comes down to it, Schnitzi, uh, and I want everybody's opinion on this as well. What is this award for? If it's for most valuable player, then call it most valuable player. It is, however, right now, and you can debate till the cows come home, and we will, as it should, the format of voting for awards. I think it needs to change. However, this season, you have Chad Kelly, who had a great year with the Toronto Argonauts, and you have Brady Oliveira, who had an outstanding year. I'll, maybe I should use a different adjective. Had a Excellent year for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 1,500 yards rushing, 2,000 scrimmage yards, only been done once before by a Canadian. Uh, and that, of course, is, is John Cornish. This is the most outstanding player award for play in 2023. I don't know how you put a quarterback that didn't reach all-time marks or that neighborhood of all-time marks, passing yards, touchdowns, interceptions. Uh, I, I understand the Toronto Argonauts have an opportunity on Saturday to tie the most wins in regular season CFL history. And that probably should be accounted as well. But if you're talking about the most outstanding player, the most outstanding player in a season in 2023, I don't know how you don't vote for Brady Oliveira. He was the most outstanding player in the CFL. And the final point I'll have for my argument here, Schnitzi, is if the Winnipeg voters, out of everybody in the league, who do you think is going to have more appreciation and recognition of Zach Kolaris's greatness than those of us here in Winnipeg? If we here in Winnipeg believe Brady Oliveira had a more outstanding 2023 than Zach Kolaris, whose numbers this year on par with what he did last year when he won his second straight MOP in the CFL, if we vote that way, how can anybody else firmly not consider like, and say, no, he's a running back. I'm going with the quarterback. You have to take the, these, all of these things, all of these things I've laid out into consideration. I think my opinion, Brady Oliveira is the MOP in the CFL in 2023. 
If it was Zach Kolaris versus Chad Kelly, then you could probably have a, a good debate about that. I still think it would probably be Kolaris. You can call me a Western bias, a Bombers bias, a Winnipeg voter bias, all you want. That's fine. It's not how I try to approach my job at all. But for my dollar, good gracious, I don't know how you don't give it to Brady in 2023. Outstanding. You make a good argument, buddy, and I I am afraid that Chad Kelly's just going to get it because the Argos at, are going to probably get 16 wins, and he's the sexy pick. You know, he's Swag Kelly. He's He has some good stats. I mean, his stats aren't even as good as Zach Kolaris's, though. Like, his mm-hmm. stats are not as good as Zach Kolaris, and he plays in the East Division. And I know the East had a winning record against the West this year, but Toronto played Ottawa four times or three, at least three times, maybe four. Yeah, I don't know. I they, they, they played, they played Hamilton who wasn't very good at the beginning of the year. They played him four times. They played Montreal a bunch. Yeah. Montreal's pretty good, but Montreal's not BC. No. Right. Yeah. Like they play in a crap division. <laughs> Let's be honest. And they're just not consistent. They're yeah. not consistent. And yeah, Chad Kelly's played well. Like he, he has really good stats. He's he's an excellent quarterback. But I, I think Kolaris beats out Kelly. So Kolaris doesn't even win the MOP of the Bombers. And that's my point. If right. we here in Winnipeg, who have the I would say the the sharpest eye on the type of player Zach Kolaris is and the type of player Brady Oliveira is, and we collectively voted, and I mean collectively, it was not unanimous. Zach Kolaris did receive votes, or I, I sh- somebody other than Brady Oliveira received votes, very presumably, like, you know, I'm pretty confident to presume that it was Zach Kolaris that got the other votes. But if Brady collectively was the selection in Winnipeg, I don't know how you don't say, wow, if you're from the outside looking in, wow, how... Sorry. The perspective on the outside looking in is, wow, I have to look at this closer. Instead of just saying, I'm taking the quarterback on the team that won 16 games. And did they win 16 games because of Chad Kelly? You know, if you take Chad Kelly, if you have Cameron Dukes playing in quarterback... For the for the Argos, how many games? I I still think they win double digit games. They have a stacked defense. They have a stacked defensive line. As you've said, their offensive line is maybe the best in in the CFL. It's crazy good. <laughs> it's I'm just crazy good. At freezing. <laughs> oh goodness, Jack, jackass. Um, yeah, I so. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm still not sure whether, whether Kolaris shouldn't have been the MOP of the Bombers. I, I think he had as good stat, almost as good stats as he did last year. And last year he was the MOP of the Bombers. Mm-hmm. He plays the most d- difficult position in sports, but I, I like, I like the, the, my heart says Brady, my head says maybe it should have been Zach. Um, you know, I, he, uh, I, I, his yards per attempt were crazy good. He had the most touchdown drives, the most 30 uh, plus yard completions, the most touchdowns Zach did. Yep. Efficiency was phenomenal. Um, but he also turned the ball over a bunch, a few pick sixes. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he, he was a little bit uncharacteristic with, uh, un, uncareful, maybe not as careful with the football as he needed to be. Uh, and Brady broke records yeah. uh, for Canadian player. And he was just a monster. Like he was, he, he was a monster. And then that, you know, as much as the quarterback is the most important position in sports, when you have a team like the Bombers, who MO is to, to control the clock and, and punish you on the ground and just wear you down. Brady is a huge part of our offense. I know that's, you know, that's pithy to say, but like the Bombers do a ball control style running offense, hit you in the mouth, pound the ball, pound the rock. And Brady is, is the edge of that spear and he sliced people open. And that's a great point by you. That is a great point by you. It's not like Brady Oliveira hit 1500 yards rushing because he tore off a handful of 70 yard carries. Like, you know, uh, it's, I I was going to make an NFL comparison, but don't, I don't need to, um, you know, his yards were earned. Yeah. Watch the way he finishes runs. And I mean, we saw even Johnny Augustine tonight do, do a lot of that. Brady powers Brady gains. Like, look, he's got a good old line and yes, they open up holes for him. And and sometimes those are gaping holes that he's able to kind of just trot through for a first down or for a touchdown like he did last week. You know, his, his first touchdown run was just like Red Sea parted and, and he was strolling. Um, but when that's not the case, Brady picks up those yards and those add up through a season. He stayed healthy. He was available. He was consistent. He was reliable. And he was dangerous, whether it was early in a game or late in a game, you put the ball in, in Brady Oliveira's belly and you get Brady bully ball. And we've been talking about that for months now, Brady bully ball. Mm -hmm. They're just pushing guys around. You can't stop it. To me, uh, that is, that is the ultimate compliment uh, of, of a guy that that's, you know, dominant uh, at times, but like it's your boy, Bruce says, who cares about all the awards? Just win the cup. <laughs> that I think definitely resonates. And uh, Bombers 1985 uh, laying it out. These are your, um, well, you know what? Bombers 85 is actually incorrect. Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press is the president of the Football Reporters of Canada. He didn't vote this year because the president uh, often is the tie break. So it was those four individuals you see there. I'll pull it up again. Uh, myself, Derek Taylor, Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun, and Taylor Allen of the Winnipeg Free Press. Uh, Taylor also voted um, for uh, uh, game like uh, the Grey Cup awards. You know, most outstanding Canadian, most outstanding player in the Grey Cup last year. Uh, covers the team incredibly well. Uh, excellent professional, uh, deserving of that vote. So um, it's. The four of us in the media, and then Mike O'Shea. Those are your five voters uh, in Winnipeg. But um, ultimately, it comes down to, you know, uh, who's up on the stage two days before the Grey Cup. It's Friday night, Niagara Falls, uh, Ontario. Oh, yes, that's where the awards will be uh, this year. Um, whoever, uh, you know, gets their picture taken with with that iconic trophy the, the CFL has now for uh, those awards, um, nobody's going to give a crap when it comes to Sunday night, 
and the 110th Grey Cup. Yeah, it's cup or bust again. When you have high expectations and a precedent of, of being a double-digit win team, playoff team since 2016, uh, two of three cups, uh, yeah, it's cup or bust. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's what really matters. I mean, this 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 award talk is interesting. It's nice, um, and sometimes it can be fascinating. But of course, if you're a bomber fan, all you care about is is the cup. Um, Jason yeah. Rempel, I'm so I'm sorry, Jason Rempel, you are a marketing maven. You have mentioned <laughs> uh, windshield ice scrapers and now mini bottles of, of fireball whiskey for the West final uh, branded with bonfire sports. Um, hit the hotline. 816 tips. Uh, let, let's talk. Maybe we'll, we'll get some things going. Um, okay. Uh, Westwood's wide to the right. Uh, we're getting to the bonfire burning point. The happy uh, honker. We already did game balls. We, we still need to get to, but uh, let's get these uh, uh, under our belt for one final time this regular season schnitzy uh, mm. and a 14th time with a blue bombers victory. Do you have a Westwood yeah, wide to the right? Something you didn't like? I have, I have actually two Westwood wide to the right. It's my first Westwood. I, I know I might have even allowed two of them, but I'm going to take two because, hey, it's the end of the regular season. I, you know, I got to empty out the, the gun and uh, shoot all my bullets here. Um, Jake Mayer's first half was garbage. Two of eight for 42 yards. Are you kidding me? You're a professional quarterback. You're being outdueled by the backup. Yes, it's Drew Brown, but heck, he was even almost outdueled by by Dakota Prukop. And and what was Calgary doing running the ball on second and seven, second and ten? I don't get I don't get their offense. And Jake Mayer just dinking and dunking like, yeah, he had a couple good long balls, but I just I I don't know how they let this let let Bo Levi Mitchell go for this guy. It's just it's fascinating to me. Maybe he had maybe it looked like he had a high ceiling and and Bo well, was Schnitzi, just injured. Some somebody did say that Bo was done. I know, oh, but I think a that, done. I know who it was too, and he he looks a lot like uh, like Schnitzy. He's his <laughs> evil twin. Just some but, schmuck. So a, a done Bo Levi Mitchell is better than a than an undone who's undone Jake Mayer. Like anyway, yeah. that's my Westwood. But my other Westwood wide to the right. Good. I'm glad you got two because I don't have one. You don't have one. The amount of times ad nauseum that Glenn Suter talked about Micah Alway. Stop talking about Micah. They mentioned Micah, like I know they had to fill the air with some interesting story and it's like a meaningless game. This is a guy, not only was it annoying how many times they talked about him, and yeah, he has. he's now in the top three of tackles in a single season. That's great. I mean, your defense was on the field a lot, Calgary. But the other thing is, this is a dirty player. How many times has he been behind for for dirty hits on quarterbacks this year? Three or four times? I think four, yeah. Well, not even just on quarterbacks, but on, on uh, other players. Yeah. Why are Receivers. why are we celebrating this guy who is taking shots, unnecessary shots at other guys? It's I'll not play- like his TFL has a glut of players that are good. You, you can't be celebrating guys that are taking shots like that. Yeah. Why no, to the right? I, I don't disagree. I will say this. Micah Alway plays football like I remember when I played. 
right? And like, I didn't play it at any sort of elite level at all, but that's how they used to teach middle linebackers to hit. That's how they taught them. Yeah. And he still plays that same style. Does it get him in trouble sometimes? Yep. Does it get him fined? Clearly. Should he be playing that way? Probably not. But he does. And he's an effective player. I wouldn't say he's a dirty player. I wouldn't. I don't see those as um, egregious, dirty hits with intent. I see them as a real throwback style uh, that, I mean, for better or worse, and people will argue either way, for better or worse, is no longer uh, the norm in football. They're trying to clean the game up. They're trying to make it safer. It makes sense. People will argue either way. He just plays that old school style. And um, I, I don't think he's a dirty player. But I also don't, you know, disagree with your sentiment, Schnitzi, of, you know, the CFL is loaded with talented players. And I mean, if Cam Judge was on the field and Micah Alway wasn't, they probably would have been talking about Cam Judge. They still talked about Cam Judge. You know, he was on the sidelines, yeah. but most outstanding Canadian. Um, I, I think that's just the way, you know, that that's just the way the cookie crumbled today. Um, I've called several dozen football games in, in my, uh, you know, uh, amateur broadcasting career, uh, or at least covering amateur football. Um, and I mean, you talk about the game, you talk about what's in front of you. And for Micah Awe, he did reach a level of tackles this season that puts him with JC Sherritt and, uh, Solomon Elamimian. They, they throw, showed the graphic on there. So, um, I understand, uh, but, uh, I, I don't completely, uh, disagree with you either. Schnitzi. Talked uh, about him a lot. Yeah, they did. A lot. I mean, <laughs> you know, I get there weren't a ton of storylines here, but oh my God. Yeah. Michael, Wait. and he couldn't even figure out, was he in the top four? Was he in the top three? Like, go away, Awey. Come on. Stop talking about this guy. Well, and another Bobbers reminder. your butt. Yeah. Another reminder for those that uh, don't know, Michael Awey was a Winnipeg Blue Bomber. On paper. It was in 2020, yeah. In 2020, that's they didn't right. play any games. I mean, you say he plays an old style that that's, you know, they've moved away from better or worse. But I mean, like, I don't know. I, I kind of think about like, okay, people used to be able to smoke in restaurants and now they've moved away from that. Like, it's dangerous. Is is what he's doing, like, if you take late hits or high hits, or those, they're taking them out of the game for a reason. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. Like, it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, Biggie plays a plays kind of a throwback style. He hits hard, he, but he doesn't he doesn't hit illegally. He has. He's been penalized for that. And people will say, well, he shouldn't have been. What else is he supposed to do when he's diving over the pile to stop a, a quarterback sneak? You know, if it's Tommy Stevens or Taylor Cornelius or whoever, uh, six foot five quarterback jumping over the pile at the goal line or on a, you know, second and one or third and inches. Um, what else are you supposed to do? But it's also been flagged and is by the letter of the law, a penalty. So it's, it's tough. I mean, uh, 
that's why there's arguments on both sides of, you know, that old school brand of football and those ways that football was played for decades and the direction it's headed now. Purists versus progressives, right? Traditionalists versus, um, you know, those that are, are more focused on, uh, you know, safety, the longevity of the game, uh, the safety of the game, the accessibility of the game for people to play at grassroots levels. Uh, all of that goes into it. So um, it's a conversation for a reason. Either way, yeah. dare I pull one out of my pocket? It's been many, many months. I digress, Schnitzel. You digress. Digressions abound. Cheers. Uh, game balls. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Bonfire burning point. I mean, season's over. Post-season, pre-season tune-up. Pre-post-season tune-up. Yeah, pre-postseason uh, was there really. was there a, a turning point? A well, burning, I think it was me, a, a burning point. A burning. I think it was the sixty-eight yard incredible flight eighty-eight touchdown by your Rashid Bailey, who's like you know number four receiver on this team. It was a crazy catch, tip drill, unbelievable. This is incorrect. Just saying. What's this? Well, we'll helmet see. to helmet isn't actually a penalty in the line. It is. Uh, it is open field. That is incorrect. You cannot, it, it's not about it being helmet to helmet and sorry to, to jump in on you. Shinsi. That's fine. Go for um, it. It's not about helmet contact. It's about initiating contact with your helmet or at the opponent's helmet. Uh, you can't do that. Um, yeah. Any, yeah. Anywho digressing no, a second good time. Point. Cheers. Second digression. You should take a shot of, uh, fireball we should get them as a sponsor i bet yeah. you, i bet you chris walby would love fireball to be a, to be a sponsor i know for a fact chris walby likes fireball <laughs> there you go i hope i get invited to his christmas party this year with you well we'll have to just bring it could i be your wingman at, the, at his christmas party yes i'm part of the yes. team i'm part of the bonfire team are you driving my dad yeah sure i'll drive <laughs> jews don't Sweet. drink don't you know jews don't drink that's not true that's not true at all no, I'm not even the, Jewish, the, and I know that. The honest, the honest to goodness uh, reason is we can't hold our liquor. No, we. we no, I don't we, buy that. I don't. Oh, buy that. Some of us drink. I don't drink very much, so. Um, yeah, I'll drive you if 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 that's what it takes. I'll drive you. I'll be the DD. Absolutely. All right. I'll get absolutely shit faced, but I'll be the DD. No, I'm just kidding. I don't joke about uh, DUIs, drinking and driving. Not funny. Anyway, the bonfire burning point was. I think it's pretty. You'd be hard pressed to say it wasn't uh, Rashid Bailey. Rashid Bailey, sixty-eight yard TD, puts us ahead, nineteen thirteen. By the way, why didn't we go for two? It was 1813. Don't you want to go ahead by seven instead of six? That that's that's when I wonder. Like that's the one thing O'Shea does that kind of boggle, boggles my mind. But like I'm like, why not? Grinds your gears. Two? Grinds my gears. Sure, I like that. You know what really grinds my gears? You know what grinds my gears these days? Um anyway. Yeah. Uh, the bonfire burning point. I agree with you. It was that Rashid Bailey touchdown, uh, changed the complexion, complexion of the game. Okay. Won't let's get into your... one of the plays of the year though, DB. Don't you think like just in the CFL, will the, they do like a top yeah. 10? I think it could be a top 10 play of the year. 
Gregory. <laughs> what Gregory? I got to know, buddy. What did you do at a synagogue? Like, what 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 was your role? What was your vocation at a synagogue? I got to know that. You oh. have to answer me, Gregory, right now. Don't wait for later. Don't DM me personally later. <laughs> Tell me like I need to know now in the next like two minutes. What did you do at a synagogue? Yes, the schnapps at a synagogue. There's wine for the kiddish and the blessings. And I'm that. going to um, read this for those listening on podcast. Our good man, Gregory. I worked at a synagogue, says Gregory. There was liquor. Comment of the there night. Is, there is. There is. Like after the, after the Saturday morning service. I mean, I mean, my... Uh, my uncle used to get a bit liquored up after after the service, but he'd he'd done his time, right? He'd been praying for two, three hours. I mean, he deserves a drink, I suppose. Comet says road trip in Spencey's car to Elm Creek. I'm in. Yeah, let's All hit right. up Scottswood. Let's hit up Scottswood Links. Let's do it. Absolutely. Um, love the live chat. <laughs> Everybody <Colin>. uh <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Brian Billick, right? Yeah. Oh man, that was funny. Um Game Balls. Who do you like tonight? I mean, uh, I'm giving one to Drew Brown right off the top. Yeah, um, my game ball is a Drew Brown. Um, 278, two touchdowns, only three quarters of play, 13 to 17, perfect quarterback rating, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Outduels, a backup outduels Calgary's number one uh, by a significant margin. Like he, he brought duels. Yeah. Like he brought, he brought mm. like, if they were dueling, you know, if they were dueling, Jake Mayer would have brought like a pen knife and drew Brown bought a bazooka. Like, let's go. He totally outdueled him. Totally, knife, man. Knife totally. To fight. Yeah. Knife to a gun fight. Who said that again? Where's that from? Oh my God. That's just from, a cli that's an old cliche. Isn't it from a movie? Um, yeah. yeah, it's true. Brown, but you know who had a, you know, who I thought actually like the bombers had 172 yards of rushing as a team, like um, banquet server. Okay. Gregory, he's answered the question. He was a banquet server. Okay. Which synagogue Gregory? Well, if it's at a banquet, of course there's going to be. He'll, he'll DM you on Twitter and you yeah, guys can okay. chat which about it. I got to know which synagogue. Yeah. Um, I thought the Bombers ran the ball extremely well as a team. And Johnny Augustine was a bright spot. He had over 80 yards rushing. Yeah. I think on 17 carries or whatever it was. Well, um, hang on. Hang on. I don't know if he up. had. I'll pull it up. Um, yeah, that, that's a that's a good one. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Augustine averaged 5.8 yards per carry. So he keeps that average of six plus for the season. Uh, yeah. 15 carries for 87 yards um, and two runs of 10 plus. Uh, as well, Brady, uh, 36 yards on the ground, uh, breaks 1500, 2000 combined, uh, Brennan Leary orange, 62 yards receiving on two catches. Um, a lot of people talking about, uh, him tonight. Uh, you could probably give a game ball to, um, uh, to Bolo who I got firsthand, uh, uh, confirmation that Bolo is a go for a nickname for Brendan O'Leary orange. Well, he's okay with that? Uh, yeah, well, he's more than okay with it. He's happy with it. So. My mother-in-law was throwing that one down. Uh, she kept calling him Bolo. Bolo, Bolo, give it to nice. Bolo. See, your mother-in-law, it's my kind of lady. She, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like she that. knows where it's at. She, shout out to Sarah. She knows where it's at. Yeah, uh, Beth 
Good to see you, Beth. Thanks for joining us uh, hey, watching Beth. live on YouTube. Uh, Sergio's leg gets the game ball for my yep. pick. Love pick. that. Uh, love everybody uh, joining uh, the live chat with uh, your thoughts uh, tonight. Stats Junkie, who I Ooh, follow on nice Twitter. Post. Um, yeah, not quite a perfect rating for Drew Brown tonight, 157.1. Uh, he needed to complete at least 77.5% of his passes to get a perfect 158.3. Well, he finished 70% tonight. Uh, 77.5 is, uh, nearly, uh, in, uh, unhuman, inhuman, inhuman, yeah. inhuman, yeah, inhuman, no, inhumane, yeah. no, inhuman. No, well, it would be inhumane to the other team. Uh, heavy metal thunder, great handle. What's going on? Uh, I'm not, uh, not a metalhead anymore. I don't even think I ever was, but I, I enjoyed the music at times. Uh, heavy metal thunder says, do you think Michael Shea stays in Winnipeg until he breaks Cal Murphy's all time coaching wins record? I don't uh, even think he thinks about that. No, to be honest. And no. he will stay, but not because of that. Well, and we haven't no, even talked about Kyle Walters. Yeah, elephant in the room. Awkward. Awkward. Hey, I'm Kyle Walters. I wasn't at the press conference to extend the coach under my regime, Mike O'Shea. It was just Wade Miller and Mike O'Shea. The last time they extended Mike O'Shea, Walters was there. It was weird. They haven't extended Walters. They extended freaking Jeremy O'Day. And Jeremy O'Day. Who's not even okay? Well, hang on. He's <laughs> Sask has talent. I think he's done a pretty good job. He had three, uh, like they had three good quarterbacks this year. Think about that. They had three good quarterbacks. Dude, they missed the playoffs. They lost seven games in a row. Dude, I know. Despite talent and being on their third string quarterback, who I think all three quarterbacks played well. Having Were good running backs, having a that... incredibly talented defense. Their issue is not talent. It's not. Were so I not understand Jeremy O'Day. Deal? That's that's what you got to do. I don't know if you got to do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you got to do next that. Next CFL president. Well, there's no president or board of governor. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a board the of governors, president. but yeah, like commissioner. No, I I, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, Bolo. There you go. Midgey knows what's going on. Cousin Mitch bombing only lives once. That's true. I have more of the uh, FOMO than the Bolo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rempel, the riders will stink for another three years. Um, where oh, was Gregory I? Oh. says wrong take in capital letters. Zach. Well, this yes. Gregory will always let totally, you totally, know. this was totally, he says it's totally on coaching. The writer's woes, he says. Totally uncoaching. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, am I hearing that? I mean, I'm hearing the same things you're hearing, waiters. Uh, Henry Burris, maybe to Sask. I think absolutely he wants to be a head coach. Uh, I agree with Daryl Davis, who has a great column in the Regina Leader Post today, or at least online, um, that uh, Scott Milanovic should lead uh, all of the candidates. Um, yeah. If... The only riders yeah, yeah. tattoo I have on my shoulder is a rough riders. And I'm talking R U F F with DMX. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Well, 
Um, oh, Milanovic, someone's going to clip that. Someone's going to clip yeah, that. Someone's going to clip that. Uh, Milanovic, <laughs> Milanovic is quite familiar with Trevor Harris if they keep Trevor Harris, right? Maybe, maybe. You never I, know. I could, you you never, never know. But it's he not was going to be Buck Pierce, folks. Buck Pierce is not leaving Winnipeg. To yeah, people retire. keep mentioning Buck Pierce's name, He's and I understand leaving. why, but I, I'm, I don't think so. I just don't think he. Yeah, see, Waiters knows what's going on. Waiters, he knows what's up. Waiters um, always knows. Waiters always knows. Waiters knows. Um, I mean, Buck. Buck could be a head coach if he wants to be. I think he'll wait. I don't think he's in any rush. He's got a young family. They are settled here in Winnipeg. He married a Winnipeg lady. Um, great people. I, I've known his wife since way back, like we were at high school and took some university classes together. Like great people. Um, and I mean, you're the offensive coordinator with the best quarterback in the league on a team that's winning like crazy. Uh, and, and everyone's kind of happy and healthy. I think maybe most importantly than anything, uh, the family is, is healthy, um, which is great. Um, I, I just don't think he wants to uproot everything, uh, and, and move. Things are good right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. I mean, I think he, I think, wasn't he asked to be interviewed for Montreal's head coaching vacancy a couple of years ago and he declined and yeah, like he's not, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. He'll get but if he did, would they bring Lapo back, Darren? Would they bring Lapo back if Buck left? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Or does Lapo want to stay on TSN? I mean, that's a cushy gig. Uh, he's very good at it. He's a very good OC. He's also a very good broadcaster. Um, and he's only going to get better. Yeah, and he's done some color commentary, which I liked. Yep. Yep. They're, they're grooming him. Right. And I, but you know, grooming, I mean, people are like, Oh, they're grooming him for the, they can mean a lot of different things. They really are trying well, to grooming can certainly mean a lot of different things. Well, you know what I'm saying though, right? Like, I it know can, what you're it, saying. yeah, it can mean a lot of things in, in this context, but, uh, yeah. And, uh, Andrea Lapo to the riders. I, I don't see that, that happening. Um, <laughs> Buck invested in barbecue too early. That's probably true. Uh, <laughs> what is it fan. that? What is it the uh, the apple apple honey? That's the best one. It's still available too. The barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. Anyway, apple with smoked bacon. Well, yeah, it's apple something. Anyway, um, oh, third digression. Can you believe it? Uh, Shot. I totally lost my train of thought. That's how late it is. Maybe we got to wrap it up. Probably soon. Probably, Probably soon. soon. Susan yeah. Montalvo, she has a she has a Westwood White to the right here. DB, uh, no, come They're on. Groom I, I got it. They're grooming Lapo to be color commentary on the play-by-play television yeah. broadcast, to be in the studio. Uh, he can really do it all. So I think they are just allowing him to sharpen all of his tools. He is, he's great. So... For Paul Apolice, I mean, sky's the limit. Do you do your thing? Uh, you know, they they always say you can grow old in the booth, right? And I mean, you can grow old, um, like they used, like you know, if you're a sideline reporter, you don't see too many older sideline reporters, right? Unless you're Scott Oak, because Scott Oak's just the goat. They should call him Scott Goat. 
<laughs> he is incredibly good. Winnipegger, uh, I mean, legend, all-timer. Um, but they say you, you you can grow old in the booth. So you can, you know, be like Al Michaels or, yeah. um, you know, uh, and, and obviously I mean this in the most complimentary way. To be able to grow old in the booth, it 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 more means like you can have a very long career in the play-by-play booth. Um, you know, Bob Irving, we know first and foremost here in Winnipeg firsthand how incredible his career was. 42 years calling Winnipeg Blue Bombers games. There was a 43, uh, but like nearly 50 years, five mm-hmm. different decades he called games in. Uh, uh, unbelievable. Um, so for Paul Apolise, I mean... Can you grow old as, you know, grow old as a coach? Yeah. Can you grow old uh, in, in that color commentary uh, or uh, panel role? I think to a degree, color commentary for sure. Uh, I think Paul Apolise would be outstanding. Outstanding. And yes, yeah. Ryan Friesen, grooming a 60-year-old. That's correct. <laughs> Can teach an old dog new tricks. Oh, Lapo's yeah. going to probably call me and be like, why do you call me an old dog? Well, la, la, you know, if I'm Lapo, I mean, it's a bit of an easier life to do TV than it is to be a coach. Yeah, your schedule is much oh less. Oh, my God. Yeah, much less now demanding. He's done it. Now he's done it twice. Is he going to get another shot? I don't know. As a head coach? I don't know. Uh, You never know. I, I don't think so. He'll get, he, I think he would get tons of offers with... um. Uh, as an OC, I, I agree with waiters here because waiters always knows. Uh, Lapo is better as a coordinator. I, I agree with that. Um, what 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 makes you say that? Because I've heard that a ton of times. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard. It, it, it's hard to like. You got to be diplomatic in this, right? Like, I, I don't want to place judgment on somebody that I don't know. Like I, I'm not in the know, but I do know that his head coaching stints have not been as successful as his offensive coordinator. Stints. Yeah, that's fair. So I think that's plain and simple. He's a better coordinator than a head coach because it's look at, look at the track record. Yeah. Anyway, may he probably still would be a head coach. If Masoli doesn't get uh, injured by Garrett Marino, right? Mm, yeah, that's probably true. That is probably um, true. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you lose just based on injuries. Anyway. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, we did it. Regular season is over. And Thank I'm goodness. so looking forward to the postseason here on Bonfire Sports. We will be at the Grey Cup. Schnitzi, you and I will do a postgame show. And of course, we're going to do one on November 11th in the West Final. Bombers and either Lions or Stampeders here in Winnipeg. Uh, but uh, tons of stuff coming your way. Hockey uh, still to come. We had a little bit of a setback. We're going to get back on track. Uh, appreciate all you guys, uh, your support. Giving those thumbs up, subscribing, uh, You know, leaving reviews in your podcast app, telling your friends, sharing our episodes on social media, uh, hitting up like... Check out the YouTube shorts. Um, Those are super. So Canadian badass. How about that for a handle? Watching live on YouTube. DB, schnitzy, boys, man, it's good to hear your voices again. I shut down my social media. I totally forgot you are on YouTube. Yes, we are. Uh, Lots more hockey to come. 
tons of football. You can check out the YouTube shorts, like just little 45, 60 second clips um, of, uh, you know, lots of hockey stuff up there, uh, football as well. Um, I got lots of stuff coming your way uh, going into the Grey Cup and, and around the Grey Cup. It, it's going to be Noist. tons of fun. Yeah. Noise. Uh, even, even I'm jumping on the Jets bandwagon. Curmudgeonly Jets fan that I am. You're getting turned. I, I you know, I, you, I know we got to run here, but you turned. Well, you <laughs> made a good point to me that they're actually better, maybe better than their record indicates. They've well, been now they're above 500. Times. I know, but they've been maybe goalied a couple times. They've outplayed. They're on a heater right now. They're on a heater. They are. And I like, I like their effort this year. It looks like they have, you know, some heart. You've turned me around. I was saying they were a heartless bunch. I think they have some heart. I even saw Shifley yep. backchecking. You and I disagreed on that. And I uh, hate to say You've I told you me. so. You were right, buddy. Yeah. I can't say you're always right, but you're often right. I am definitely not always right. And I'm... I can't, I, you know, my wife is always <laughs> right. I, I can't be in another relationship <laughs> where the other person's always right. I just can't. Wifey do it. is always right. That's the best advice anybody can take. Happy wife, happy life. It's your boy, yeah. Bruce. There you go. Turnt at synagogue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, schnitzy. I've been in synagogue for a long time. I should, probably should go back. Probably should go back. Yeah. Why not? Pray. Um, Pray hey. for my soul. Well, hey, we're, we're all praying for your soul. And, Thank uh, you, buddy. Good to know that you're in good health right now. Your knee is uh, up to uh Yeah, I'm jogged track. today. I Good jogged outside. I even was able to traverse some ice. Shout out to you, uh, Bruce Martell. It's great to have you on Bonfire Sports. Yes, Bruce is always commenting. Love it, Bruce. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, and everybody, everybody who comments, Friesen, Vicky Short, T. Kona Polly with his cap lock, Phyllis, Ryan Friesen, Canadian badass. I think I said Friesen twice. Bomber fan, of course. Dan, the Jets fan. Everybody, love yeah. you guys. And this is pretty much DB is always right and Schnitzy is never wrong. All right, Dan Jets fan. Nice. High five to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, thanks everybody. Appreciate you a lot. And uh pre-game, post-game, every game, plus lots more always here on Bonfire Sports. We're here for you. Thank you for your help uh, and your support and your viewership and listenership. Uh, hit all of those buttons. We appreciate that a lot. And more than anything, tell your friends because people are going to want to know what's going on with this team going into the West final on November 11th. Uh, so, you know, we're going to bring it to you here uh, on the channel. And uh, on that note, Schnitzi, uh, as we always do, right around this time, have a great weekend, my friend. Sayonara, buddy. Sayonara, everybody.